right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cinemax Avance with Sean and Tommy. Tommy right here. This is Sean. All right, now this is going to be a special edition of this episode right here for us. We are I'm excited. Have, yeah, yeah, see? And yeah. if y'all haven't noticed that voice right there, we have our special guest back. We have our main man, Ryan Winters, back. Ryan, say hello to the people. Hello, people. I love y'all. And thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Sean, for having me on. No problem, man. I am yeah. truly honored. Yeah. Now, this is... This is a podcast that I've been waiting to do since we started this. We finally have an episode where we're going to do our top five movies of all time. We're going to keep it friendly, and I am definitely going to have some arguments with y'all if I hear something on your list that is questionable. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Fair enough. Let's, but let's just let people know that this is just our opinion. We don't want anybody trying to fight us on the streets because we left out their favorite movie. So uh, this is just our opinion, and uh, throughout our movie viewing lives, this is... Our type top five movies that, and it's a very hard, hard, hard to get to top five. I, I was been tossing and turning, kept me up all night last night. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so this is just our top five, and this is not, not anything concrete or anything. So just favorites, yes, no, yeah. not the best, just our personal favorites. Yeah. Now, if y'all really want to step to me, go ahead. I'm vaccinated. I'm <laughs> me too. Y'all can step to vaccinated. me about my oh, movie yeah. list all you want, but my movie list <laughs> I think is a perfect re representation of. Right my life and my experiences and what yeah. I've been through and all mm -hmm. this other stuff. So I love my top five, even though I keep going right before we talk about this, I'll keep going back and forth on one. There's one movie that I want to put yeah. in there, but it's just not quite there yet. But I'm with you on that. And I definitely noticed, have y'all noticed that y'all have a type? Yeah. 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 I went through my top five and like three of the, three of my movies have the same director and I didn't know it. Really? Whoa. Well, Oh, I can't wait to hear four this. Four of my five movies are, well, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get yes. to it. Yeah. Four of yeah. your five? It's going to have similarities. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, I'll let you find that. All right, well, oh, yeah. man. Spoiler yeah. alert. Sean has no romantic comedies. <laughs> None <on his laughs> at all. It's not even my top 100. No, 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 no. All the, no. <laughs> His list is made out of Pornhub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, not quite that bad, but yeah, not a, no, no romantic, uh, no no quirky stuff. You do realize they make horror porn. Yeah, they do. I, yeah, they do. Oh but I, 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 I'm not that big. It's of a the fan, weirdest no. thing I've ever stumbled across, man. It was COVID time. Oh, I was man. on quarantine, and it was like one of those moments. Quarantine. That's what you was. <laughs> was. I was like, oh man. I, I told my wife, I'm like, babe, I found some stuff. I ain't supposed to find. We got to cuddle right just, now. Just don't let the kids see it. Uh -huh. man. Here, look at it. Look, never mind. All right, look at myself in trouble. Oh, all right, then. Let's get started with our top five. Now, Ooh. I say we go from our bottom of the list and we work our way up to the top. Yes, that's, that's what I'm that's talking good. about. We'll start at number five for everybody. So, All right, so I'm going to set this one off. I'm going to go first. If you guys okay with that? Go ahead, man. We're going work our way down the line here. Now, this one is my favorite horror movie, and I want to represent for the horror fans because this is the one that really made an impact on my life and that is a nightmare on elm street oh man, that is... movie can't be touched in my mind as far as a classic horror movie is this me. the first one this is the first With one johnny and depp I, yeah yeah i like yeah i'm glad you said that because i like that because i look back on it johnny depp being killed sucked into the bed <laughs> brilliant yes brilliant yes. that is Absolutely. a great way to start a career right there johnny depp being killed in bed all right love it now this movie is just it made an impact because the thought of a killer getting you in your dreams. That's bad. That's real that bad. That was man. a brilliant twist on how to really scare yeah. some kids who had the audacity to watch this movie at a young age. I watched it at a young age, yeah, for weeks. 
I was scared to go to sleep. As dumb as it was, it scared me into staying awake, drinking coffee, taking no dose, like refusing to <laughs> yeah. close my eyelids, yeah. thinking that, hey, I ain't going to never see my loved ones again. Right, right. Yeah. This was, this. he is a top five, like, horror figure for me, Freddy Cougar. No doubt. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a horror icon for sure. Him, Absolutely. I would say him, Michael Myers, and Jason, as far as, like, the those were the mantles, like the, oh. the three-headed mountain, as far as the horror streets go. Big you know time. what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, and at the very least, shout out to Wes Craven. Oh yeah, and he's big passed, shout out. I hear away. that. Yeah, Absolute yeah. legend. Most kids yeah. don't know about this now because I think they caught the tail end of it when mm. he started to revamp his career a little bit with Scream, yeah. which is another yeah. genre movie right there that really represents the times of what he could do with a new generation of like making a horror film. But for me, it can't get any better for me than A Nightmare on Elm Street, a classic horror film that Definitely. everybody should watch in their Definitely. lifetime. Can't ever go wrong with A Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, that's a Halloween Halloween token. Uh, but like you said, that had everybody up staying up late at night, scary. and uh, you just couldn't go to sleep. And and then the scary part of that is you didn't even know when you were asleep. You fall asleep yeah. during the day. Oh, yeah. you know, I mean, like fall asleep All in class. All humans have to sleep. Yeah, yeah, they would you fall need asleep. Sleep and water. And you didn't know what what was reality in that movie. You know what I mean? And uh, if you lived on Elm Street or you were an ancestor to Elm Street. Uh, you were in serious trouble with Freddy Krueger, though. So that movie yes. had a big impact yes. on me as, as a child. Yeah, yeah, that um, uh, influenced my parents even saying to me, "I'm not allowed to watch horror movies because I keep running in their house, <laughs> running into their bedroom, trying to go to sleep at night." <laughs> Everybody so, did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of the movies. That, the one, two, Freddy's coming for. I always saw oh, that little girl jumping, man. roping. Oh man, that's cl- that's a classic scene, man. Oh man, classic. dope, dope. Yeah. Oh, great movie, yes. great movie. Well, that I'm, I'm glad you guys love my pick because that is a good way to start this off, Sean. Yeah. Yes, sir. Come with your number five, man, and come correct, man. Okay, man, I'm gonna come with it. I'm gonna go a little bit different here. I'm gonna go with the Fifth Element. Whoa, yes. the Fifth Element, Whoa. number fifth, five, number five. That barely made my cut. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Okay, we're going sci-fi. Chris I'm Tucker. down with that. I'm Chris, listening. I'm listening. Uh, made by uh, director Juke, uh, Jock Benson. He also wrote. Uh, he wrote this as a kid. Luke really? Besson. Besson. Is that Luke his name? Luke Besson. Yeah. yeah. Besson. You yeah. talked about uh, yeah. Leon. Yeah. 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 He made Leon. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yep. Before right. he made uh, the Fifth Element, he made Leon. He wasn't quite sure. How the Fifth Element was going to roll over a Frenchman. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Luke Besson. Okay. Um, yeah, right. Gary Oldman's in there as the bad guy. He plays uh um the um what's the guy? I can't remember his name in the movie, but he's in Mila Djokovic as the Fifth Element. Yeah, multi pass. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> some classic quotes in there. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> oh, multi pass. Before we go, let's give our our condolences and shout out to. Tommy Tiny Lester. Oh yes, he played the president. Yeah, a D- black, the D- first D- black president, president on film. Yeah, yeah. A good, good yeah. point, Tommy. Yeah. The first. Who would have thought the first that black be, president yeah. on film? Yeah. Thank a you, dude, thank you for mentioning that. Right, the first right. And this, that was dope. I remember I couldn't believe what I was watching when I saw him as president. Also, the dude from Alien. Uh, he played uh, Bilbo Baggins was in there. Uh, Bilbo Baggins. What's Bilbo in, Baggins? In, in the original he, order? Yeah, order? yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. He was the priest. Ian, he was Cornelius. Ian McShane. Yeah. Ian, McSh- Ian, Ian McSh- something. Yeah, yeah. Something Ian something. Yeah, I know he, who you're talking he about. He had yeah. a great cast, and this was like a futuristic movie. 
um, I, I want to say what year it was, but I remember, I remember that's that. when it came out in 97, but I just remember being like in love with everything, the, the way it looked, uh, had Chris Tucker and they're playing this metrosexual oh, character, man, damn it. You made me remember. Oh. <laughs> but it, Ruby Ride was his name in there, but it just Ruby went, it Ride. went well, Corbin, it, Dallas. Corbin Dallas, <laughs> Corbin but, Dallas. uh, uh, it yeah. was, it's just, uh, I just loved everything about it. I just liked the, the music in it. Um, it was just a, it was just a good time. Everything worked for me. Good fight scenes, good, good action yeah, scenes. Yeah, Bruce Willis was the main. You know, first of all, he was the main um, actor in this one. But I just always remember I stayed up late one night and watched it on um, Showtime. I think and this was probably around ninety six, ninety seven for sure. And I just was. And, and shocked at how good it was. I was like, man, this is one of my favorite movies. And every time I see it, I watch it. You know what I mean? That's I've probably seen it at least 30 times. Yeah, I can say. And that's at, what least, I, at least 10 for me. Oh, right. yeah. I saw oh, it in the theater. Oh, yeah. Southtown. Oh, yeah. Southtown oh, yeah. Theater oh, yeah. The Fifth Element. Good little music. A good, nice little soundtrack. Uh, kind of had like that opera mix because it had a scene with the, the blue lady who had all the stones in her. Oh, they uh, hop, yeah. They yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so, yeah. Uh, but it, it was like some uh, high stakes. Uh, the world was coming to the end. This is definitely way out in the future. I like the way New York looked. Uh, it kind of made me feel like that's how the future was going to look. You know what I mean? Back it then. Did, yeah. yeah, I, I thought that. like once 2000 come, we were going to be flying cars and, uh, you know, we would be able to put a seed in the microwave and the whole chicken would come out. And I just always, to this day, me and my parents don't say chicken. We call it chicken because that's how she <laughs> called it. Chicken. Ah, chicken. So we say chicken. That's thanks to me, <laughs> Joe. Fifth Element. Lilu is her name in there. Lilu. Oh, Lilu Dallas Multipass. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go with number five for me, The Fifth Element. What you got, my friend Ryan? What you got for us? Oh, man. That was you, a very unexpected pick. Yeah, I did you, not think that at all. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying to You and Tommy both took me off guard. Yeah. So. Let me. Uh, oh, you got the notes? I, oh, I, I, I got to whip yeah. this all right, out. He got seriously. He got his paper. Yeah. Just to make sure. Because five and four and. You got his Just commencement speech. Mm. I, when you guys invited me on, which thanks again for having yeah, me on absolutely. for this very special episode of a great show you guys are doing. Keep I, up am, the, I am very looking forward to your list. Yes. Keep up the good work, guys. <laughs> I appreciate that. This is a weekly thing for me, and my week's not complete unless I get Cinemax of mine to listen to. <laughs> All it right, appreciate it. You're making the world a better place. We Thank try. you, we guys. Try it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you, guys. So we're going to go a little more grounded for my top five. We got okay. a crazy serial killer who kills teenagers in their dreams. And we got Sean Brown talking about uh, multi-pass fifth element. <laughs> <laughs> multi-pass. <laughs> in the future. Yes, Lilu Dallas. Yes. Um, number five for me, and believe me, number five and four on my list were the hardest picks for me leading up to this episode. I'm going to go with a 90s movie by the name of Fargo. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, more, nice. Um, a crime movie. And um, two, uh, one of my favorite filmmakers, uh, actually it's a pair. It's a duo. Yep. Jewel and Ethan Cohen, mm -hmm. better known as the Cohen brothers. You might know him from No Country for Old Men and mm -hmm. The Big yes. Lebowski or yeah. Raising Arizona. Mm -hmm. They have a very wide range on their filmography. But as far as their best movie my favorite movie out of their catalog is definitely Fargo it's a it's a crime story based in a fictional city of Fargo and uh it ever since I saw that movie I've been fascinated uh I think all three of us are 
spent yeah. majority of our livelihood in Fort Wayne. Yeah, yeah. And some people can't stand Fort Wayne, Indiana. Right, right. You got to get used to it. It's an acquired taste. Yeah, it's growing on for sure. most people who just, you know, showed up. So There but, we go. See? Yeah. Perfect time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we, oh, man. we have oh, Darth Vader as a part of our podcast if anybody wants <laughs> You don't like so, Fort Wayne. No, no, oh, yes. Yeah. Not enough room for him here. In so. our time living in Indiana, we've seen smaller towns in the state. Yeah. And that's kind of been somewhat fascinating to me in my life on earth here. It's uh how do you how do you make a living in in the town that you were born in? Uh-huh. And Fargo kind of encapsulates that. It does. Uh, mm-hmm. I talked to a couple people in a lot smaller cities than Fort Wayne. I think we're at 200 or 300,000 population right now. Mm-hmm. We're a big small city. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know. it's, but, big, it's bigger than what you think, yeah. Yeah, if you go to Grable or Bluffton, this is big town living to this them. Chicago to them. Dead yeah, serious. Yeah. Dead serious. So we have a crime story in a small town in the fictional city of Fargo and to me uh just encapsulating a fictional story with good acting good writing good this this film craft at its best fargo blew me away the first time i saw it and it stuck with me ever since i didn't even get a chance to see this movie in the theaters i caught it on video good old vhs i don't recall a lot of it for some reason it was been so long since i've seen it i remember seeing it way back in the day okay i'm i'm happy to hear that uh three main stars Francis McDermott. Yeah, I was about to say. I know she's William a- Macy and Steve Buscemi. And uh, just to encapsulate Fargo, there's a. It's the storyline is a husband who hires two criminals to kidnap his wife to get the ransom money from his wife's rich father, oh, okay. and it mm-hmm. goes terribly wrong. And there's a pregnant police chief of a fictional town of Fargo and she's the one who pretty much is the lead character and she helps solve the case trying to capture William H. Macy's character and it pretty much encapsulates the United States standard living. You got middle class trying to upscale themselves to the higher class and I like a lot of crime movies. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about some of uh, the movies that got left off our list. And yeah, you're going to sure. hear a lot of crime movies. Yeah. But this movie is pretty much about criminals who aren't cool. They're not professionals. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much the nitty gritty of most crimes go wrong. And yeah. this is just your average crime story that you'll read in the newspaper on a monthly basis. And it's extremely well done. And it, it this hits home. every. We got... William H. Macy talking to a, a mute the whole movie. And before that, before the mute ends up killing William H. Macy, he, he tells him, I've been listening to your shit all week. <laughs> this yeah. dude didn't say nothing the whole yeah, movie. Yeah. And he tries to, and he, it, it really encapsulates greed and just the human nature as a whole. It does. I, um, I love the, and I, I mentioned No Country for Old Men and, Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Um, the Coen brothers have made some great movies in their lifetime. So for me to put Fargo here, that movie really had an impact on me. I'm put Fargo at number five, and whew, yeah. it, it, that was a tough decision for no. me, but it stuck with me, and it's one of my That's favorites. That's a very easy decision because somehow that became an underrated movie over time. 
It's still a classic, but Frances McDermott, I can't, I can't say enough about We've her. We've mentioned her a lot lately. She yeah. is, no, I brought her up a couple when I was she on She is yeah. one of the goats. It was like oh, a yeah. more of like, actors, actresses. She is up on that list. That was, have you seen the TV series? I heard the TV series is just as good. I've heard. And that, that established Chris Rock as like a Chris real Rock, dramatic yeah. actor because he, I heard he did a really good job on He's on season. the newest season. I, yeah. I got to get around to that. Oh, damn. I need to watch because that's what made me buy into Spiral. Because oh, they yeah. asked, like, can Chris out. Rock really do a movie like this? I was like, have you, have you seen Fargo? Because yeah. I heard Fargo, he kills it. So that's why people are taking him more seriously. Okay. Right? okay. Yeah. It's, right. it's kind of hard to separate his voice with his comedy. But Right. Man, it's going to be hard. But that comes out this week, uh, Spiral. Before. I would have Friday. no interest in that if Chris Rock wasn't in it. Right. Friday, Honestly, yeah. those songs. All movies have not Samuel done Jackson's anything. in it too. So yeah, that's ain't that true. Yeah, true well, that. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's in damn near every movie. Yeah, he's in every whatever. damn thing. Good point. All right, now let's get to number four for me. Now this one is the one that I kept flip flopping. Oh, in and out oh, this list. But this one, I feel like it has to be here because it perfectly encapsulates how I feel about high school mental health, social anxiety, <clears throat> social acceptance, self acceptance. Mm-hmm. This movie is perfect for me, and that is The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, good movie. Un- we're talking about underrated. Yes, good Very movie. Very underrated, because I think this is Emma Watson's first like uh, real dramatic role that she took after the the Harry Potter series. Okay. Now, the the lead actor, he's a relatively unknown actor. I can't remember his name, Logan something, or but you see him in like the Percy Jackson movies. Uh, he's like the son of um, Poseidon. Those little kid movies that they made. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know you're talking about Percy Jackson. Yeah, but this came out in 2012. Now, I've said this time and time again, I hated high school for so (laughs) many reasons. This movie perfectly tells the story of what it's like to go through high school and just trying to find yourself, finding you the right social circle to be around the right people that can help develop you into being the real person of who you are. Because it feels like even now no matter what age it is it's really hard to be yourself yeah, yeah and this was a person who was desperately trying to find a way to be himself around the right people and it was just a damn near perfect movie for me to watch i can watch it all the time i own it i watched it at least i'm not exaggerating at least what, 50 times what year did this come out 2012 oh, okay all right and it was a relatively like a it's a low budget underrated movie it felt mm-hmm. like it had an indie vibe but i really like indie movies okay. yeah it, hey. it had a good run on the film on the independent film circuit for yeah. sure and it has um uh, ezra miller ezra miller before he got his big break as a flash if you want mm-hmm. to call that a big break <laughs> well he was a bright spite of that so mm-hmm. I'm, for I'm, sure I'm, I'm for sure that. And it has um, uh, Paul Rudd has a part in it. Oh wow, Mr. Ant Man, always like him. Yeah, his age is amazing. Yeah, he's got to be almost. True, got to be in his fifties, early fifties. Yeah. So so, yeah, this was just a great, great movie. I definitely, I'm pretty sure I given this as like my hidden. Yeah, I remember this uh, name of this uh, movie here. No, just watch this movie one time. It is a beautiful. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. It was a very good movie. Okay. It definitely has scenes where it. There's certain movies that I pick that I like to watch because it makes me cry. This one definitely hits me in there. There's yeah. like one scene in particular near the end where he's having like his mental breakdown, mm. where he's having like all those memories rush back, everything that happened to him oh, as a yeah. kid, or what his aunt did to him, and all this stuff. It was just, oh man, it it, it gets me every time. I love that movie. I, I I hope Emma Watson gets more work. She's uh, one of the better actresses working today. Yeah, she got, and, she, yeah, she's pretty good. She, yeah, she she did her best to get out of that Harry Potter like. Yeah, stigma. she still got that kid like look to her to me. 
you know, no, she's grown up, but she's still for sure. She's, she's still, always going to yeah, do that. It's yeah, like, this is like when you said like old boys going to beat Daniel De- Rackley. Oh yeah, Wolverine. Wolverine, Wolverine I was like, yeah, yeah, hell no. That yeah, but that's not going to work. work. Well, yeah, we gotta think not. now. They're growing up, you know. So yeah, well, some so. people just can't be separated from the movie that yeah. made them famous. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, we for know plenty of people. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Well, yeah, check that out. That's number four for me. Sean, what you got, man? Oh, man. Catwoman? Uh, no, heck no. <laughs> heck no. I was going to say, uh, no, no, I wasn't going to go with that one. Hell no. <laughs> well, no, if I was doing that, time to kick me out of this. Uh, but uh, number four for me is Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Or the, the, the yeah, The Two Towers, okay. Lord of the Rings. All right, all right. This now. was the sequel. I, I, this was hard because I love all three, but The Two Towers this was Peter Jackson, 2002. This was the sequel to the uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, man, all three are great. But if I, I, I wish I could have done a whole trilogy of them. But no, this man, is the one where he went ham. This this, this for me, the, the Helm's Deep battle. I got every time I see that my hero, my arm great stand scene. up. Great sequence. I, uh, yeah, all of the all of the Lord of the Rings are great. But for me, this was my favorite out of the out of the three, uh, just because of what they had to go through. I mean, like. When you watch this, you know, you you got Legolas doing some outrageous stuff, but everything else just feels like I felt like for three movies that I watched of them, I was with them at all. I was going on these adventures with them. I feel like I was over there in uh, Mordor and the Shire with them. You know what I mean? And I, and I wouldn't have never thought I would like these movies. You know what I mean? So just for the 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 action, uh the fights, the battles. I mean, there was a couple there was another battle, but uh, just the Helms Deep alone battle, in that just I it just you. it just I I feel like how are they gonna get out of this? You know what I mean? Like I didn't. They only had like fifteen people. They were outnumbered, <laughs> and it was a ten thousand orcs and demons coming for them. And I just remember like, man, I don't know how they're gonna get out of this. And it just had me on the edge of my seats. And uh, they have all three of them on uh, HBO Max, and I I just recently watched yeah. it over a couple weekends ago, but. Oh man, it's so dope. That's I, why I love HBO Max yeah, because yeah. I didn't get into Lord of the Rings until about like five, six years ago. Okay, you yeah. didn't see any of the yeah. Lord of the Rings in the theaters? No, there was oh man series that I didn't watch. It was Harry Potter was one. I never watched one until about five, six years mm-hmm. ago, and Lord of the Rings. Okay. I didn't watch either of those. When they first came out, I wasn't into it. I wasn't into that Dungeons and Dragons yeah, kind of shit. But once I started watching it. I loved, loved. I Lord didn't, of the Rings. And I Harry was the Potter. same way. I didn't think I was going to be that way. Now Harry Potter, I tried, and I, I just didn't get into Harry Potter. No, but you got to get that a chance. Lord Harry Potter is somehow underrated. Especially Harry Potter three. I really enjoyed. I Harry tried. I, I give it another try one the only day. Bad one in there is the second to last one. The Deathly Hallows. The first right. part, I hated that. One. But see, for me, none okay. of the Lord of the Rings were bad. Maybe the Hobbits kind of fell off. They fumbled a little bit with yeah. the Hobbits. But a little bit. Lord they of the Rings, fumble. yeah, it was cool. Lord of the Rings, just everybody. You got you got uh, Legolas, you got Gimli, you got the Aragorn, uh, Aragorn. You, you you got the nice. You got Sean Astin in there with uh, Toby Maguire. Is it Toby Maguire uh, plays? Uh, Oh, uh, you're thinking about Elijah. Elijah, there I always get them confused. Elijah Wood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, them two, like so they look the same to me. But anyways, Frodo and then, on their little quest, uh, how they well, all the things they have to go through to try to just uh, you, you, you got uh, Smeagles popping in and out trying to lead them to Mordor uh, to destroy the ring, but all, the whole time he's trying to take the ring himself because he's a you know the ring just uh, corrupts your mind and then all all he cares about. all it wants to get back is to uh was it Sarum, Saruman 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 and then yeah <laughs> Saruman yes it's just so great man it was just so dope oh, it's a good movie and good I movie. just it's just for me uh, Lord of the Rings the two towers 
powers. The the battle of Helm Deeps alone separates the other two from it. For me, separates it from the other two, and it was just a, a hell of a time. And I always, like I said, I always felt like I was with them. Mm-hmm. Whatever they they would literally be running across worlds, <coughs> running to get to other like that's like us running to Indianapolis right now. Let us get up and run. <laughs> they would run to and leaving the yeah, dwarf behind. Yeah, the dwarf always lasts behind some damn how. But uh, keep just, up I, with them. I always felt like I was with them, and it just took me into a mystical world and. Uh, it was just a great time, and they're having to see the. They have the extended copies too on. Uh, Highly uh, yes, recommended. Yes, it's like extended. At least, that movie long enough. Yeah, but they have the like. <laughs> yeah, it's like a thirty. The extended minutes, versions yeah. are better. Though. Yeah, they have like thirty minutes added on. You know what I mean? So to, thirty minutes. I, I think to the whole package, not to maybe one. Yeah, movie. you're there looking some, at three, four hour movies yeah, if you watch yeah, the extended yeah, version. Yeah, but if, if there are. Some, <laughs> Tommy didn't yeah, like that. Yeah, I've seen Tommy worse. Didn't like that. I, I watched Justice League for like four said, years. If uh, I can sit through Justice hours. League yeah. three times. Yeah. Oh, you owe it to yourself. Yeah, why, yeah. if you can sit through that mess, Give then that, yeah. No, yeah. Justice League is better extended the way that Zach yeah. and I Yeah, there, it's not a lot but there are some scenes that I that I recognize. I was like, I've never seen this before. So, uh, number four for me is Lord of Rings: The Two Towers from two thousand two. Now that was the one that won a lot of awards. That was his. That was the one that won a lot of Oscars. The, the second one, the, the third, second the one. third one. Yeah, yeah, the third one. The Return of the King won the Oscars. Yeah, that was like a reward for the whole trilogy. Okay, but all three movies had a lot of nominations. Yeah. I remember that. Now, I remember yeah. the second one. That was like the one that everybody is called like the best one that he's ever to, made. Yeah, but a lot of people argue between three and one. Yeah, I never and, really hear too much about two. Yeah, you know and yeah. and for me, um, and gr- good pick, Sean. Good pick. For me, the first one is the best. Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. And honestly, between this, what, five and number four pick, Fellowship of the Ring, the first movie in that Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. trilogy that was close to making my top five. Okay. Fargo was almost not in my top yeah. five because of, and I like the two towers. Uh-huh. I like Return of the King, but for me, that first Lord of the Rings movie, The Fellowship yeah, of the Ring, was great. It was that's great. true movie magic yeah, to me. Yeah, and this is, is something I had no familiar. Me neither. Familiarity I didn't know with. nothing about the books. Nothing. Apparently, I, I never heard of Lord of the Rings. Nothing. Until I watched I've it. heard of it, but I never thought to read no. Yeah, no that Hobbit wasn't my or thing. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, not for us now. Um, All right, what you got, Ryan? Man, what's 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 next on your list? Um, for number four, for me, we're gonna stick in the two thousands, and I'm going with a movie that I think is still relevant to the social structure of society today. It's a movie called The Social Network about oh, okay. uh, Mark Zuckerberg oh, and the, and the creation of Facebook. One of my favorite filmmakers is a guy by the name of David Fincher, famous for Seven. And Fight Club, and I really like the movie The Zodiac. That was good, yeah. Hell yeah, I yeah. own that movie. Yeah. I love those movies. Zodiac that's Killer. A great, that's yeah. a great movie. Mm-hmm. To a lesser extent, Curious Case, Benjamin Button, and, and The Game. Oh. But he's he's one of my favorite filmmakers. But in my opinion, this movie is his crowning achievement. This is a movie that doesn't have any violence, doesn't have any nudity. Uh, no, it it's it's just a good story mm-hmm. based on true events, and it covers a subject that most people don't really have knowledge about. Uh, computer programmers, they speak their own language, and this movie kind of made that accessible to the general audience, and was far more interesting than I expected, and was just 
mind blowing to an extent that I was not ready for. I I knew who made the movie before I walked in, but just how it engrossed me with this the founding of something that even the people who were involved in the creation didn't know how big it would become just really blew me away there's i could probably sit here for a whole hour talking about why i love the social network so for me to make a movie about somebody that's still alive yeah that is something special because usually to get a biopic you have to be dead because that means you have to accomplish a lot within your lifetime true that this dude had his movie made when he was like what twenty something, right? And and when Facebook yeah. came out, it wasn't meant for the. It was just meant for college students, yeah. in like Harvard or something. It was, it was yeah. called yeah. the Facebook. Yeah, you had to be in the school. That you couldn't just be a random person getting Facebook. You had to be in college, and they had to like check your credentials. Oh yeah, yeah and this so, came out yeah. during our and Facebook was created during uh, our generation yeah, yeah, when so. there were a lot of different social networking right, sites. Right. How many people are going on Black Planet nowadays? Right, none, none. Yeah, yeah. yeah. MySpace is completely gone. You know, MySpace was up there as oh, far MySpace. as some, I yeah, remember that. MySpace was the Facebook at first for us, and then Facebook kind of crept in a little bit, and now it's just completely gone. Yeah. And you, you, how many times do you check your Facebook a day? You know, what I mean, so it's just completely engulfed our life. You know, what I mean, so it yeah. it really did. Yeah. It really did, and it 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 takes a unfounding level of dedication to have faith in your creation just to see that through, and. And this wasn't touched upon in the movie, but Mark Zuckerberg actually turned down a $1 billion buyout from Yahoo at one point. Yahoo tried to buy Facebook and run it for $1 billion. Was I that in the movie? It was not. It was around 2006 and seven, and I believe Facebook, uh, when Zuckerberg was in college, it was around 2003 and four, and Facebook was founded around that time, and it really started blowing up in the 2005 2006 time period. Okay. But around 2006 2007 Yahoo tried to buy it for a billion dollars and he said, "I'm okay. I'd rather smart as a be majority. Right, yeah. Most and we grew up in in the the dot com era where a lot of people our age in the early 20s created a website and just sold it for half of that. One fourth of that. They were just millionaires and uh one of the founders of uh napster was one of the reasons that facebook is the way it is they yeah, touch on I that i want to give a shout out to justin timberlake he did an amazing job in he that did. movie mm-hmm. he did playing uh what's what's the guy's name um wow sean parker sean like parker yes yeah. sean he, he parker. did a great job because they even said it in the movie they said it time and time again they have something cool but they still don't know what it is yeah. what it is yeah. it showed how like evolving that whole thing was and that was one of the storylines that made me put this in my top five is just because his best friend didn't see the big picture yeah yeah and that was his only fault he was pretty much the best best friend you could ask for but his only fault was he didn't see that his best friend had the next big thing all all he because mark and whether we know what reality is or not uh Mark Zuckerberg and his friend Edward Sovereign in that movie, who's played by future Spider-Man Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. Terrible Spider-Man <laughs> movies, by the way. Two terrible we're Spider-Man trying to, movies. We're trying to forgive it. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. But that was his only fault. He just didn't see the big picture. And it just shows 
typical things that young adults go through, except there's millions and billions of dollars at stake. And only one person realized that you could argue there's two with the uh, Justin Timberlake character who helped found Facebook. Mm. He saw the big picture, and that's why he hopped on the Zuckerberg train, uh -huh. because he helped found Napster. Yeah. Which, and they yeah. touch on how that kind of yeah, destroyed but they him. did play him in as, like, the bad guy. At least that's yeah. the way I saw yeah, it, because he sure. was just, like, riding their coattails. Yeah. To an extent. To an extent. Like, even then, they said at the end of the movie, he still owns, like, what, 5 or five or 10% of uh, right. he got, Facebook still, yeah. even though they had to pretty much get rid of him because he got into legal trouble. Yeah, they just they cut him like a break or something, right? Then they yeah, cut they him did. like a deal. I would yeah. absolutely love to know how much he had to pay his friend off at the end for him trying oh. to fuck his friend over at the yeah, end. Yeah, you don't have to worry he, about he's that. Still, he's still owner, yeah. Uh, that yeah, guy he fucked over. They got him removed as like one of the co-founders or yes. something like that. Like, oh man, he's no. still part owner of Facebook no. in reality. That scene, I watched that movie for that scene at the end when he finds out that he got taken off. When he comes over and he comes off and he comes at him and smashes his computer and he goes. Oh yeah, that great was scene. a great scene. I yeah. watched that. That still gives me chills. Yeah, yeah, cool. just watching. I was for like, oh. sure. Like that's like going God mode in like yeah. an action movie. I was like, oh, he about to go the fuck <laughs> off for sure. And one thing I want to touch on. Uh, looking at my list here, there are the remaining three movies and the first movie I mentioned, Fargo, all were shot with 35 millimeter film. That's a big deal. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. It, um, and most new movies today are shot with digital. Yeah. I this think is Tarantino the was the last. I think he's still Tarantino, the Spielberg, and Christopher Nolan, they're pro film. They're not going digital yet. These are, these are people who grew up on film, but if there's and I'm I, to me, and we'll talk about this later as we go through my other movies. Why I, I like film, the look of film. Uh -huh. But if there's any movie that gives the look of film competition for picture quality and cinematography, it's the Social Network. To this day, ten years after its release, Good this point. is the best movie I've seen shot on digital, and there are a lot of visual effects in this movie. That are pretty much hidden. You, there's a lot of visual effects that we don't even know are computer generated. They couldn't shoot on the Harvard campus. Uh -huh. They used uh -huh. a lot of digital cinematography and implemented computer generated effects just to make the make it feel like you were really on Harvard. And just the fact they yeah, and they had the one dude Arnie ha Arm Arnie Hammer. Arnie yep. Hammer. Yeah, he played the twins. Mm -hmm. Yes, so, the yeah. Winklevi twins. Yeah, yeah. who uh, are ended up making millions of dollars off Bitcoin. They got a $65 million payout off of Facebook, but they used that to invest in Bitcoin and increase their wealth by over 200, sure, 200 million. Man. Yeah, man, they were already rich. Yeah, they, they were cool. Already rich. Yeah. But the mixing of the smartest people in the United States of the world and the richest people of the world competing in the college environment yeah. is what really grows my appreciation for the social network. Right. Great movie by David Fincher. I'm putting that number four for favorites all right that was a tough one that was a good one man that, I didn't that's expect a very that. good pick yes. right there all right now this is the one that i knew right away when i made my list i absolutely made sure that this was going to be all the right best. this like i said encapsulates my life of how this movie impacted me number three for me is captain america the winter soldier Okay, Ooh, that's good. now we're good. talking yes. that's what i'm talking this, about this is my favorite comic book movie of all time not right. Endgame Infinity War was close in my opinion because uh, it had more action yeah this was, it was more of a it's high paced than that yeah but this one this one I love it so much because it established Captain America 
as a fucking badass. Yeah, he uh, was. Fucking badass. That fucking badass. And at the very least, I still think the Winter Soldier is a top five villain in comic book movies. The what they Ooh, did. His, no joke. No, the, what I say, the score on the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. his music they gave him, fucking brilliant. The, the backstory of the Winter Soldier, how it came full circle with him all the way until, mm-hmm. you know, your, 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 your show that you like to knock all the time because it ain't WandaVision, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you saw that artwork I made. That, yeah, that yeah, perfectly encapsulates our conversation. Yes, I knew that was going to come like, tonight. Like, yeah. like WandaVision. WandaVision's still better. Wanda, like, too, whatever. It is. Well, we'll oh, back. Come on, Sean. No, I can't get I off know, of it. man. We're going we gonna to talk to him later. All right. Oh, all right. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. But, but Winter Soldier, that is... I think that is their best movie that they made. And I think that that's the directorial debut of the Russo brothers in the cinematic universe of Marvel. Oh, you're right. Which blew me away when I found out they made a TV show before that. I I didn't know nothing about them at all. Arrested Development? Uh, They did that? They made a TV show. With uh, Jason Bateman, that that, uh, TV show, Arrested Development? uh, Michael Sir is in there. They made a TV show. We might have to Google this, Mm -hmm. but they were not known for action filmmaking before The Winter Soldier, which grows my appreciation for that movie even more. They were just sitcom film directors, writers. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people like to try to argue me off of this point, but no, this is, in my opinion, the best Marvel movie that they've made thus far. It is a perfect movie to me. As far as a comic book movie. Uh, Blade agree. was really, really close in taking this spot when I think about my mm-hmm. favorite comic book movie because Blade is the shit. We can agree there. Oh, yeah. No but this one that. was like, damn. How did, It's kind of like how DC did with Aquaman. They took the corny-ass character of a comic book that was a joke, and they made him cool. That yeah. was quite a feat right there. Absolutely. Because Captain, Captain America, America, Iron Man, these weren't like the top like comic books like back then. They, they were like jokes to everybody. It was like Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. That was the shit. To make Captain America like right. this badass in yeah. a movie? Yeah, because wow. he wasn't really that. To me, I, I wasn't, it wasn't my popular choice. Captain America was never popular to me. Most oh. people yeah, yeah, would agree yeah, with you, yeah, Sean. Yeah, I wasn't very high on pop, on Captain America. and he they, That one is the best. Not my favorite, but that one is the best out of the Captain America series. It is. Yeah, it yeah, is. So. You know how that is to beat out Civil War? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, In my opinion, out of the original trilogies with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we got Iron Man had three movies. Thor had three movies. Captain America had three movies. For Captain America to be the best out of those three, in my opinion is a testament to Marvel mm-hmm. and the Russo brothers for putting okay. that together. Because yeah. the first Captain America movie is great. I really enjoyed that yeah, a lot. Yeah. But Winter Soldier and Civil War took it to a whole different level it for me. Yeah. Woo! It, Man, good choice. No, I love Winter Soldier. Because it's a really grounded movie, and I love the fight scenes mm. in that movie. Oh, yeah. I love that. I like, like, like Iron Man is cool, but it's just more like too much CGI for me sometimes. Yeah. Like, I want to see them, like, really grounded, his, like, as a character. His story, Captain America's story, is a little bit better. You know, he kind of came up from nowhere yeah. to becoming, like, the super soldier. You know, he was a better person than Tony Stark. You know what I mean? It's a better, he went from yeah. USA, red, white, and blue, yeah, no matter yeah, what, to right. I'm going to do what's right, yeah. no matter what. He right. had what he had faith in portray him, yeah. and that really showed what made him Captain America, Captain America. Mm-hmm. He knows in his heart what's right and wrong, and he's going to stick to that no matter what, even if the what he had faith in betrayed him. Mm. Winter Soldier hit me hard. I saw that. I'm I'm mad I missed that in IMAX and 
good old uh, Jefferson Point here in Fort yeah. Wayne. Mm-hmm. I went and saw that at Country 13, the dollar show, with about 10 other people, and I had the time of my life. <laughs> I remember that. Too, yeah. Oh, Winter Soldier blew me it away. That's a it was. great movie. Oh, yeah. Sean, what you got, man? What's next on your list? I got one that I think everybody's going to like. Are we in number three right now? We're in number three for oh, me. Oh, man. All right, that's coming with it. I'm going to go with my man, Terminator 2. <laughs> oh, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Terminator oh, okay. 2. Okay. James Cameron, 1991. I didn't know it was that long ago. Woo, one of my first theater experiences. Oh, that right. Regal. Is it Regal Cinemas that's behind Coles? Um, over behind by. Over behind Coles right here. Holiday right. 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. I don't know why I wanted to call it Regal. That's where I saw this. My dad took us. Oh, that was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, that's when that oh, was yeah. open. I forgot those theaters. Oh, man. Next to Banditos. I, yeah. I couldn't. I was, like, looking at that, like, I, oh, my God. Like, how are they doing this? They are, like, topping the first one. Like, I was, like, Blowing amazed. Blowing the first one out. You the got world. you got the villain as the comes back as the good guy to help out John Connor, who is the the savior of our future. I mean, you got this new villain, the T-1000. Mm-hmm. And I just always love movies where the villain is chasing them the whole movie. Very like, intense. Uh, yes. And then he's it. unbeatable, too. Even Arnold's like, I, I, I can't beat him. Like, no. only thing we could do is just keep running. You know what I mean? Like, I was terrified for them. Like, oh, my God, this dude is unstoppable. Groundbreaking movie. Oh, man. The special effects, as far as, like, I remember we had bought, uh, first time ever we bought surround sound at my dad, my mom and dad's house. The first movie we had was Terminator 2. Nice. And when we went to uh, the Stucky Brothers is where we went, they had that plan. And I was in just in in awe. Like, all the DTS sound and all. I don't know if it was DTS at the time, but it was, like, super sharp surround sound is when the, uh, when the, the robot would step on the skull and they would walk and it was just sharp. And I just always remember Terminator 2 as being like, I never not watch it if it's on. You know what I mean? If that's on, I'm watching it. That's another that's one. It's hard to top. And that's how I created my top five is rewatchability. If I can always rewatch it and not get tired of it, that's why it is going to make my top five. And I hear that. number three for me is Terminator 2 just because it, it is, oh man, they got the dude from Justice League starting off Skynet all over again. And I should, we yeah. knew we shouldn't trust his punk ass. He always into some shit, man. But, anyways, the black guy. Yeah, the black yeah. dude. And he got uh, Sarah Connor shooting him in the outside in the stealth mode. And she's got one of the best female yeah, roles of all time. Yeah, Sarah yeah. Connor was no joke in T2. Yeah, but I, the, the best part, uh, one of the best parts for me. Is uh, you remember we always laugh about this when um, she they go to the little uh, insane asylum where she's at, and um, uh, T one thousand is in there, and then he comes out of the elevator, and she's like, "Oh my god, like it's him again!" Oh, she and, screams, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the best scene is when uh, they it's a little jail bars. And oh, it's a black guy yeah. that tries to punch Arnold, <laughs> and he takes him, he throws him, and he's like, ah! he screams all funny. He threw him all into this glass, and he didn't know what he was getting into. Oh, shout out to Sean Brown. Me and him enjoy watching people scream in movies, especially male yeah, actors. It's scream. kind of sickening, but uh, it's uh, yeah, yeah it's, that black guy gets oh, thrown against that window. He gets thrown oh, up there. One of but, the best screams in movie yeah. history. And then sadding, sadly, he he had to go because he had the chip in his arm. Uh, but man, what else can Arnold have done? I mean, like he was great in the first one. He was actually the first one was kind of scary. I remember, I remember first being one's scared. A classic yeah, too. but number two for me. Terminator two for me, but number three for me tonight is is Terminator two, and I, I can't, I couldn't, I had to get that in my list, man, because that's right. always something now, I watch. Now, can I gauge the room with a question? Yeah. Now, T two was definitely going to be high on my list. Mm-hmm. It probably might be my honorable mention. Maybe if I flip flop a little uh-huh. bit more. Now, is this 
a top five sequel of all time. It 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 might be, gotta it be it might discussion. be better than the and first. Sh- both yeah. of you guys just talked about sequels. You got Winter Soldier a sequel, T yep. two a sequel. So it has to be, yeah, because yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys. These no, because visually, it is a beautiful movie. It to is. Watch. Even it to is. this day, it's still uh, Even to this him day. Him walking through the mall with the flowers, but deep down he's got the, in the shotgun. And it was an amazing flip yeah. of where I thought it wasn't going to oh, go. Oh, yeah, I did not see that. Bad guy. I was right. like, wait, Arnold's good now? Right, and All so right. him to come back is just... Just a machine that's going to help out, but it's still Arnold. Oh, it was dope. Oh, man. Super Ryan, dope. let's get on, man, because yeah. we can talk about T2 all Oh, yeah, I love yeah, that we, movie. We get, yeah, love time is movie. on us now. 15 so, minutes? Yeah, crap. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. Before uh, the villain, which I should know his name off the top of my head, the yeah. cop in that. T1000. Yeah. Robert, Robert Patrick. Th- Robert yeah, Patrick. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, Tommy. Yeah. Good stuff. James Cameron was thinking about casting O.J. Simpson. Yeah, I remember that. What? Yep. It, just imagine O.J. Simpson with knives just stabbing fuck. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron yeah. is a visionary. He thought, <laughs> yeah, he thought, uh, he thought best <laughs> on that because T2 would not have been the same. It would have been... It would have oh, not, not have this. the same standard. Yeah, oh no, man! No, no, no. So. No, no. That, that, God, that, that, I shouldn't even bring that up. Is this, oh, this is number three for you? But it, that just shows part movie magic how right. casting can oh, go a long way. Oh, God. That was one of the best decisions of James Cameron's life. Uh. Not casting O.J. Simpson as a T one thousand. No, Linda Hamilton does look kind of like Nicole. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh. He would have flashed back real quick. And he could already run, except he had bad knees. He would have gave up <laughs> no, after a while. He could still run the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still running. Arnold yeah. could have gave him some trouble because his uh, knees was all jacked his up. Pigeon toed ass Hell running yeah. down the hallway, tripping yeah. over his feet. Oh man! Oh, oh man. here come the juice. Oh man! <laughs> like what team was that? Backfired so bad. <laughs> like OJ, oh, oh, why you got isotoners right. on? It's <laughs> <laughs> like Ben Gay over there. Come to set with his Heisman Trophy. Yeah. <laughs> he got a, a USC jersey underneath his police uniform. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> All right, uh, Ryan, Ryan, go oh, ahead, man. Oh, this man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's actually a good lead-in for my number three. And for my number three film, the filmmaker behind this is kind of hit or miss for me. But because he made this movie, he always gets credibility. And we're going to go with a Denzel Washington star movie by the name of Malcolm X. Oh. For number I just three. Heard, I just heard something about that, yeah. Man. Uh let me count the ways how I love this movie. I first of all say if you got a new high definition television in your house and you want to get your color set when you're adjusting your contrast and your tint and your brightness, you definitely want to use this movie as a gauge because this movie is gorgeous to look at and it pretty much puts you in a time period that is in times past and it feels 100% accurate. This um, is a very controversial movie about a mm-hmm. controversial figure yeah. in American history. But it's a... It polarizing. Covers, yeah, it's very, very polarizing. Very yeah. polarizing. Yeah. And it uh, covers a time period, which I think is a very important to the United sure. States. And as far as filmmaking goes, I really feel this is top of the line from Spike Lee. I, I really like Do the Right Thing quite a bit. I like Inside Man he made in 2000. Spike Lee has a great filmography. I haven't loved all his movies. I really think he's a little self-indulgent sometimes. 
but I really think this is top of the line work from one of the best American filmmakers of our generation. Oh yeah, and it was yes. a, it was a long watch, but it didn't feel like that though. You really Doesn't, that, that, it was a, that it time was a flies yeah. by. That's and great storytelling, right? Yeah. Great storytelling. Yep, yep. I would, and I'm sure I'm not the only person guilty. I remember of this. there was think... some complaining about Denzel doing that because they, Denzel was going to be too Denzel-y. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, Denzel you know, wasn't Denzel. Yeah, when it yeah. Came but he's still, yeah, he was still up there though. No, still, no, not Denzel about that we him, know. But not quite what we know. No, but he was still. He was a good actor. He was he had was stuff. On his way. Yeah, yeah. People he knew who had, he was. Yeah, yeah. But I think I remember like people complaining like he was going to be too much of himself. And but he had, he did a hell of a job, you know. So a heck of me, a job. Yeah. I would argue that when most people think of Malcolm X, they see Denzel. Yeah, Washington. I do. Yeah, they mm-hmm. see that image in their head yeah. as opposed to the real Malcolm X, just because of how good this this movie was. And there's um, a lot of scenes that uh, encapsulate why I think this is a great movie. The uh, one that stands out is towards the end of the movie. And one of my favorite uh, movie critics, Roger Ebert, pointed this out to me. And it really hit home when I saw it after he kind of uh, critiqued that. He's uh, towards towards the end of the movie. Malcolm X is approached by a white female college student. Mm -hmm. And she approaches him and says, hey, how... um, how can somebody like me who is white, who's not racist, who understands the plight of black man, how can I help your cause? And Malcolm X just says nothing. Denzel Washington's Malcolm X says nothing, just walks away. I remember that. Yeah. If it wasn't for good filmmaking, the scene would have ended right there and it would have tried to have been a crowd policing, like, go, 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 Malcolm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Power to the people, black. But the camera stays on the confused face of the white college student, Mm. the white female college student. She doesn't know how to react to that. Mm -hmm. So it shows the confusion of racism in the United States and America because everybody has their own opinion. I can talk to you when I just just leaving work today. I had to hear about the plight of the white man. (laughs) They want to compare. They want to compare nowadays to what was going on back in those times and. Saying, look how bad it is for the, for the white man right now, and I've got my own opinions on that. Yeah. But I really think that scene encapsulates, which hate or not, racism mm. is a big part of the United States of America. It perfectly but, encapsulates him. Yeah. Uh, how he can be so deep and poignant. Right. At the same time, he made a point very quick, and he didn't go into a long yeah. like dialogue about what it is. It was just more very simple. It's like, this isn't your problem to solve. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and it confused it confused her, and it's it's worth deeper thought. Mm-hmm. But in a in a lesser filmmaker's hands, the scene would have stuck on the confused look of of the white female college student. Mm-hmm. It stuck on her to show her reacting to that comment and trying to encapsulate why he made that comment in the first right, place. Right. And it gives the audience something greater to think about. And this is a very controversial figure. In a very controversial country that we live in, it is, and it uh, it's one of the best, bi- if not the best, biographical movie ever made about a right. historical figure, and it doesn't paint him as perfect. It shows his flaws as well, yeah, and, when he, and how he improved. He as went to man. the motherland and came back, and he was like, you know, hey, everybody's equal, and it was like it was kind of like uh, everybody. You couldn't have somebody who was trying to bring everybody together. 
once he decided that that's what he wanted to do, even his own people turned against him. Oh, yeah. You know it shows I mean? the jealousy yeah, yeah. of humankind. Yeah, because anybody, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. How dare you be? Gandhi, be- Jesus. Oh. Everybody's ever tried to bring anybody together. They, they took him out. You know what I mean? So, For sure. And uh, so, yeah. but that's, yeah, yeah, especially with him. Him and Martin are always going to be entangled with one another, right? Because they're looked as like the two sides of one coin. Yeah, yes, everybody, yeah, like how white America they want they rather deal with Martin than deal yeah, with Malcolm. He's peaceful, yeah. Malcolm's like no, by any means he's necessary. necessary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he's going to say like, hey, like you make sure they never put their right. hands on you. Like that's who he was mm. for sure. Yeah, and, 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 and at the end of his life, like he was starting to come around to. I guess Martin's side, based on what movies you've seen, yeah. what books you've read, yeah, they will say that he was starting to come around. Yeah, he but, went to Africa, didn't he? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. All and, right. Um, no. Yeah, it's a uh, great, great movie. Uh, amazing movie. Yeah, ama- awesome. amazing movie. A complicated historical figure in a complicated World, nation yeah. that we live in. Yeah. Couldn't have been played by nobody other than Denzel. No. I agree with that you on that, man. I will. And there are different Denzels in oh, the world, yeah, but yeah. one night Miami. <laughs> no, well, number oh. three for you tonight, then, huh? Number three for me. All right, great. Uh-huh. All right, now two and one for me is yeah, literally no surprise because I talk about these all the mm-hmm. time. So I'm putting number two as Twelve Angry Men, okay. the 1957 oh, I've never seen it version mm-hmm. that has. It stars Lee Cobb and I think uh, Henry Fonda, mm-hmm. who is the father of Jane Fonda. My, oh. my boo thing. Still look good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, look out, Holly. Oh, yeah. Look uh, up. Yeah. No, but this, this, I love this movie because it's, it's, for me, it's rare that I even like a black and white movie because mm-hmm. I don't usually go for black and white movies. But this one is damn near a perfect movie to me because I just, one thing that I love about movies is the dialogue. I like a movie that can carry itself based on dialogue alone. It's just like not the action scenes. It's more like it's very tense. It's very dramatic, man. It's like a mm-hmm. it's a mystery that they're all solving together. Yes. And uh, y'all say y'all went to Southside. Do y'all have that class in like English where they make you read like uh, they make you read like all the parts of like a movie for us? We did the Twelve Angry Men. And I was, I played juror number nine. Uh, we no, did we didn't do that. We I don't remember doing. What's that. the Shakespeare movie? Me and you had the class. What Othello? What y'all do? Uh, 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 what's the crazy king who was trying to poison and kill everybody? It was a Shakespeare. Was it Shakespeare? I don't know that one. I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Uh, thank God I missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Dietschy's class. I have Miss Cone. I don't think Miss Cone. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Ms. Cone. Yeah. No, I didn't get that. Mm. Thank God. <laughs> I'm gonna be mad at myself when I remember that yeah. crazy king. Shakespeare story. No, they don't come to you. <laughs> no, but this this is an amazing movie that I watch all the time. I, I, I at least watch it once a month. Wow. Probably this just because really I like to watch it over mm-hmm. and over again. Did you ever see the remake with... Uh, I did, and I still like the original 1957 version. Before. Okay, I hear you. And that, that one has like John... Uh, Lithgow. Oh, uh, not Lithgow. John uh, Lithgow. Uh, John Lithgow. Lithgow. What's... Is it Lennon? Then it had... Um, damn, it had a... It, it was a remake. It had John a Lemon. Of, he was yeah he was the main guy that What's the that two? replayed uh, Henry Fonda. Yep, and the, the other old guy who made that those two comedy movies about the two old guys. Oh, uh, the grumpy old grumpy man. Grumpy old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, I, the remake, it, it is good, but I just love the original one, the black and white. I don't know why, but black and white movies play differently than it is when you yeah, play it like looks, a movie. It looks, li- it looks like it's it got its own real. cinematography. It looks real. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. more real. It's more yeah. intense, man. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, but I tell everybody, like, 12 Angry Men, like, you really can't top that. Like, I, I like courtroom dramas. Mm. I don't. I try. I don't. I try not to watch stuff like that because sometimes it just seems like boring and cliche. Right. Every yeah, once in a while, but this one for me. Yeah, this one is completely original. Like it's okay. stand on its own. Even right now, it's still uh, ultimate class for me. So okay. Twelve Angry Men number two. I'm gonna have to rewatch list. that. I remember liking it as a youth when I saw it. Mm-hmm. I think I'd appreciate it more as an adult. And I'm with you. That's one of the reasons I put the Social Network on my list because mm-hmm. that's a movie that was driven by dialogue. Yep, and one of the best scripts that I've ever. Yeah, you, I've, you I've gonna throw number one in there too, or you wanna just go around again? Oh. Oh, number one. No surprise. I say it all the time. The Green Mile. The perfect oh, movie. For great. Me. The Green yeah. Mile? The yeah. Green Mile is the, the yeah. perfect movie that oh, I've man. ever seen. I love that number that one is that's number one for you? That's okay. number one for me. Dope. Drama, comedy, like mm-hmm. has a little bit of action, faith yeah. in there, and it's just like once again, great dialogue oh, and great it's, bad it's guys. A tear. Your t- your eye your eyeballs are on the treadmill after that because it's yeah. tear jerker. Every yeah. time I watch, I think maybe he'll let John Coffee out That's the chair. No, sad yeah, it's movie. sad. It's so Very sad. Very sad movie. Very yeah, sad, so sad movie. But yeah. damn it, man, a movie like that needs to be watched during these times. Like yeah, because brings... it's still relevant yeah. for sure. And yeah, because it, it it told me to you know show people that not all black men are the same. You can't look at this all right. like this monolithic thing. Like we're all the same. Like this gentle man was not violent at all. Not at he all. was a big black he guy just, who looked like he was like menacing, but he right. wasn't. He was just looked was, like it, but yeah. He just, was very gentle, very kind, scared of the dark. Right, man. right. Oh, so sweet. He's uh, a let sweet me guy. Stop, yeah. man, I get emotional every time I yeah, talk about this movie. Good man. stuff. Good yeah. stuff. So oh. Now, you know the same guy who made Green Mile, Frank Daremont, made Shawshank Redemption. That's That was on my flip-flop list. Okay. I hear you. Shawshank yeah. Redemption is, is definitely, we're talking top 25 Ooh, Green Mile and Shawshank might be in there. Oh, might be in there. Right, right. All right, Sean, what you got? All right, us? well, number two and one. We'll start at number two for me is going to be Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Ooh, number two ooh, for Classic, me. classic. Oh, Nobody yeah, 1994. What can I say? A spectacular movie, man. It the just, movie that, same, that yeah. saved John DeVolta's uh, career. Uh, yeah, True that did. Oh, man, I just always remember his... Uh, Samuel Jackson's character is Jules. Uh, Does Marcellus Wallace look like a bitch? I just can never get that out of my head. What country are you from? Uh, what? What is not a country I ever heard of? They speak English or what? <laughs> you got Bruce Willis as a struggling boxer. You got... Oh, man, we got John Travolta, Ving Rhames, uh, Samuel Jackson. I mean, just the cat. <laughs> Ving uh, Rhames had one of the most shocking scenes in cinema history. To say I the it. least. Oh, I can't believe it. To that. say the least. Uh, oh, my God. Shocking uh, movie all around. It's, it's just everything, man. Christopher Walken's and Uma Thurman. I mean, just so many people that's in this movie. I just remember watching it because it was backwards for me. And I was like, what the hell is this? You don't see a lot of And I was like, what? why are we so backwards? And then when I put it all together, it took me three times to watch that to put it all together. Really? I was like, what am I watching? And I think, I want to say Ryan put me on to it. I don't know if we saw it together, but I know you told me about it maybe back in high school or even, um, yeah, maybe back in high school. Okay. And then you told me about it and I watched it, so I owe you some credit for that. But, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, that. so, but uh, Pulp Fiction, man, it's just anytime I get a chance to watch that, 
definitely watching Ooh, Pulp Fiction. Man, believe me, that was close. Yeah, that movie was on my top five at certain points right. before I came over right. here. It's believe just, me, it's, yeah, it's number two for me always. I always love. I just I, we never found out what was in the brief, briefcase, but it was just right. yeah, that even yeah. adds to the greatness. Yeah, <laughs> he gets I, away with that right. rule of like you have to show them at the end, like right. like the monster or mm-hmm. whatever the scene at the end. He got away with that. Then so, that scene yeah. at the end was just ridiculous with the. With the little uh, the little rape scene that that was crazy, but uh, it, it took you every which way in this movie, and that's why it's number two for me. Pulp Fiction is number two for me tonight, and number one, I'm gonna go with here. I got something for you guys. Maybe it might give you something here. <laughs> why am I not surprised? Why am I not surprised? Of course, of course it is. You know how messed up it is. We know exactly what yes, it is. Yes, Blade. Yeah, I, Blade I, I, is my number one movie. Wesley Snipes, a vampire, 1997, vampire who hates vampires. What kind of crazy shit is this? I remember watching that. I was sick. I had the flu. First DVD I ever watched in my life was Blade. My mom rented it from Blockbuster. God bless your mom. mom, We bought a DVD player and we rented a DVD at the same time. And that was, I'm sick with the flu. And I never forget that opening scene with that, uh, that techno music just blew One of the me best away. Of all time, yeah. was, and this was a Marvel property, you know yep. what I mean? So just Wesley Snipes, hell of a job. Yeah, Stephen Dorfer in there is Frost, you know, the vampire who's just, you know, tired of all the lineage and all the old vampires ways. You know, I got time for that shit. Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson is a nice Whistler. little partnership yeah. with Blade. Just, I just stuff. love Blade, man. I I probably watched Blade a hundred times, maybe more than that. I love that movie. Love well. Blade. And the sequel was pretty good. The third one was loafing pretty bad, but the first Blade is my number one movie for me. Can't go wrong for me. I cannot I say should, enough I good not things. I should be shocked. Yes. yes, I'm not shocked at all. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 me either. Time. If you yes. would have said something else, I would have been like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, hey, yes. Like, but yes. I don't see like, it you through five. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Blade for me tonight, man. Right. We'll let you. We'll let my man Ryan finish out his top two here before we oh, sign off man. tonight. Uh, yeah. First, uh, good choices mm-hmm. by by Tommy and Sean. Yeah. Great choices. If you. You guys do a top five or top ten comic book movies, please yeah. invite me back. Okay. So we can oh. talk about the importance of Blade even further. Oh, yeah. So I'll oh, yeah. first Black, first Black really superhero fan. Oh, yeah. Before the current before, MCU Yeah, guys before started. Black Panther and all that. Yeah, so this is when Marvel properties were still split up between a lot of different movie studios. So you're not going to see New Line Cinema come up before Captain America. No, no, for sure, yeah. So this is... This yeah, is, we definitely said time and time again how important Blade is to oh yeah, Marvel. Absolutely. Because yes, yes. he gave them the blueprint of what to do Just, with their property. I was in love with Blade. I mean, not him personally, but I was in love with the whole thing. You know what I mean? So, oh, it's great, I, I hear great. you. That it's movie, great. one of my best movie theater experiences of all time, yes. blew me away. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it to this day over and over again just oh, to yeah. watch the opening scene. Like when That opening scene. The, when he sticks him in the neck uh, to the ceiling, oh, I was like, man. ah, damn, let's oh, get him. What was crazy before you go right? It was just that that dude thought he was going to get some booty that night. He's messed with those two vampire girls and had no idea. <laughs> no, straight setup. No idea what your, was about to your happen. Your dinner to tonight, buddy. Right. And then when everybody turned to vampires, that was so dope. I really, the, the special effects don't really hold up a little bit all the time, but this is a hell of a time. You got to watch it in context yeah. of the when time. He, like, I hear that. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And any movie we name tonight. Probably doesn't have a better opening fifteen minutes than Blade does. Yes, yes. My my next two movies, the movies we talked about, Blade's first fifteen minutes are blowing those out the water. All right, no denying that. Number two, you got to read with subtitles. Mm-hmm. Okay, and 
I love this movie dearly. I um, it's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh yeah, oh, I knew that was and, coming. I remember you watching. That, I, I'm martial arts fan. Me too. Yeah, yeah. And this the storylines that really got me in this movie. One of the best theater going experiences I've ever had because I really didn't have that high of expectations. I just went and saw it because my mom really wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the theater going crazy and me instantly saying this is one of the best things I've ever seen. And number two, including my number one or two movies that I just became completely obsessed with. I like to say that out of all the top five movies that I've named here, this movie has the best score oh, as yeah. far yeah. as any of the, the soundtrack for this, the score they made for this. Uh, I've watched a couple documentaries um, with filmmakers and Quentin Tarantino, who you mentioned with Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. he likes to use music that he's familiar with uh-huh. because, so he can kind of control the pace of the movie because yeah. yeah, he's trying to create it. So he, one of the biggest fears for Quentin Tarantino is letting another composer uh, quote-unquote create the soul of his movie. Yeah, right? yeah. But to me, I kind of appreciate that with the film-going process that everybody plays their roles from mm-hmm. from the writers, the directors, the actors, cinematographers, production designers, and the people who create the music for the movie. I like that collaborative effort just yeah. to create something that people will like. And... Yeah, I I grew up in the blockbuster age, so I I knew who Chow Yun Fat was, and mm-hmm. I saw Hard Boiled and yeah, Killer. Yeah, yeah. I used to love those damn what shoot 'em ups. But what gets me, and out of all five movies we named tonight, this is one of the closest. I haven't cried in a movie probably since since Up, the movie Up, yeah. when the dude's wife died at the beginning. But Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon gets me because you got two different love stories going on here. You got the two elder people committed to their job mm-hmm. who that's their focus. They know they have a goal in life and they're focused on that and they're too scared to commit to their love for each other. And you got uh, two younger people who don't know any different right. except yeah. to chase their feelings mm-hmm. than what they have. And those two competing love stories where people just, just go full force with their love, the younger couple and the older couple who's committed to what their job entails and never go forward with the feelings that they have with each other only has uh, made that movie more powerful for me as I get older. We, I was probably uh, early 20s when it came out, but us being our early, th- early 30s, that love story between Charlie and Fat and Michelle Yeoh really hits home for people just not going forward with the feelings they have for each other and focusing on other goals instead. And just for theory going experiences, man, oh man, I can't tell you the reaction I had and the audience I had when Michelle Yo ran down that wall sideways and pulled a break <laughs> off the wall and threw it at that. Oh, yeah, I remember that with all the uh, jumping in the midair and freezing in the air. The yes, and the Matrix and Matrix, Blade had yeah. came out before that. But yeah. the storyline and the buildup really counts. And I promise you, when Michelle Yo told the people in that dojo locked the doors. Me and her got something to deal with. That fight scene between Michelle Yeoh and Zhang Ziyi over that green destiny sword (laughs) is one of the most powerful, my favorite fight scene. There's better fight scenes out Mm. there, but my favorite fight scene, just because of the emotional buildup, that's a beautiful movie from a complete filmmaking perspective. Writing, acting, 
directing cinematography that's a complete package and one of the tear jerkers in my list no, number one list. all right yeah. number one for me and this goes into crotch tiger and dragon i don't think us as human beings can always control what we fall in love with yeah. but this is the movie that made me fall in love with movies we're going jurassic park 1993 oh which okay. was scary kind of when i oh, saw this oh yeah. my god <laughs> i was a little scared i, I know i like movies yeah. but this is the movie that made me become obsessed with movies Spielberg. i went out and read the novel i read the michael Crate novel after i mm. saw this i wanted to know what the director does in the movie who is steven spielberg mm. why these dinosaurs look so real today's age um most blockbusters you have a team of people who have two or three months to work on a movie and then they got to go on another project. So they got to work on Pirates of the Caribbean 8. Yeah. Then they got to work on Spider-Man 9. Yeah. That all sounds real. Yeah. This is what the movie industry is today. And with the COVID and theater shut down, who knows what the blockbuster situation is going forward. But there's I, I, this, the attention to detail with the practical and the computer side of things is what makes this movie stand out and still... I, I've seen Jurassic World one and two. I don't think those dinosaurs look as real. Not as real as as nine three, and it really shows just how the filmmaking behind things makes. It doesn't matter how much money you throw at a project; it's the talent right. that's behind the scenes that and, makes a project. And these dinosaurs were not about the fun and games. They were not about that. They not at all. To, they did not like being recreated. They didn't want no parts of that. So yeah. not at, not no, at all. Yeah. And. Yeah, there's just little things that still stick to me to this day. Even with them hearing the Tyrannosaurus Rex walk up and they're seeing little dimples in the water. Yeah, that's forever be. Yeah, yeah I, I still know to this day since a little kid that Steven Spielberg used a guitar string to create those dimples on there. Yeah. He was taking his kid to the beach and he had his AC blowing too high. And saw the rearview mirror blowing too high. Mm. That's why he had the rearview mirror shake in that movie. This is how they pretty much created uh, the. There's a popular meme going around with Lisa Simpson on the internet saying they created dinosaur noises. Like that's supposed to be smart or some shit. That that's the talent of the filmmakers behind that, for them to pretty much pretty much combine multiple di- animals living on Earth today. To create the T-Rex noise, the Velociraptor noise, that damn uh, uh, dinosaur that spit the black goo out on yeah, Newman from Seinfeld. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. That, that was great. It sounded like a damn snake almost. Yeah, yeah. They, it, it was a lot, just from the sound design, filmmaking, um, and it's not even a perfect movie. I would even say that the first four movies I named before Jurassic Park are, if you're just talking filmmaking and perfection, it might even be better than that as far as storytelling goes and acting. But just the feeling I'm, I go to the movies for, that movie has yet to be surpassed with all the special effects and budget, and I really think it's because of the talent involved. That that's true movie magic, and I don't think we can control what we fall in love with in yeah, life. Yeah. But I am in love with that original Jurassic Park, and Steven Spielberg's one of the most uh, predominant yeah. filmmakers Decor- of all time. Highly decorated, yeah, and. You got Jaws and Saving Private Ryan. Yep. For me, I, I really think Jurassic Park is crowning 
achievement. All right. Oh, movie nice. magic to its fullest. All oh, right. Not color purple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that movie too. Good stuff. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't forget that he did. Damn, yeah, he had his hands Damn, on that. you yeah, ugly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, oh yeah. Well, shout, uh, shout out to Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> shout out to Whoopi Goldberg. Like, who are you gonna tell us about the black experience? Right. What do you know about this? <laughs> you don't know a damn thing. Hold on to your butt. Yeah. Samuel Jackson was in that too. So yeah. Hold on oh, to Lord. your butt. Damn, I keep forgetting about that, man. Cause I just he, saw his he's arm in Jurassic there. Park, yeah. yeah Hold see, on to your butt. You see his arm at the end. That's, I guess that's enough. Oh, man, it was great. That was great. Good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Good stuff. All right, that is going to conclude our special episode of our top five list. I am very happy that you were able to join us tonight, Ryan. Man, you are a fan favorite, man. People love hearing. Uh, thanks for having me on, Tommy. Thank thank you, Sean, for having me on as well. Yeah, I I appreciate you guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thank you for the whole team behind the scenes as well. You guys have a great setup here, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. You are more than welcome anytime you feel like sharing your opinions, and we are going to bait you and. A debate one day of comic book movies because oh, yeah. I can't wait. To Please take down the Dark Knight. I ain't gonna take that movie down one day. You can't. No, yeah. I, you can't. I, no, I'm gonna try. A... I'm damn sure gonna try. Okay, no, I, I got some for Blade as well, Sean. Uh, you don't want to come over here with Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Uh, I love yeah. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah, don't you don't, we want, all? you don't want the Daywalker on you. Man. I don't. Yeah, That's right. a scary man. All right. all right, all right. Thank you for joining us for our episode, man. Hope you enjoyed our top five list. Go out there, watch a movie this weekend, man. Make some memories, man. All right, this is signing off. This is Tommy speaking right here. This is Sean. All right, Ryan, man, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. Love y'all. All right. Thanks again for having me on, guys. All right, all good right. night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>